Leave the girl. That's the man I want. Take him to my laboratory. And it's about Jeremy Corbyn dressed up against the Kremlin skyline. <laughs> oh, I should Coco. We are Doctor Who and the Complete Menagerie. Almost. Well, it's lovely to be back in the cab, Greg. It's lovely to see you. How are you? It is. It's very nice to be sitting here with you, Mr Samuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been recommissioned, which was, was fantastic, wasn't it? But, yeah. but you, you had a bit of a hard time, didn't you, Sam? I had to have a difficult conversation on the sixth floor, who are the people that produced this show. I went upstairs at the end of the last season. They said, yeah, great, great, love it, great show, great show, great. Was it Grave or was it Powell? Uh, Terry Wogan, can you tell? Oh, yeah. So uh, I, they said, look, um, we want to bring the show back. I thought that's fantastic, mm. but uh, we don't want in the show. I said, "Well, who's the you know that the one who says?" I thought, oh, okay, so I had to make a very difficult phone call. Um, so uh, I, I went to the local telephone box because I don't own a telephone. Yes, uh, put in two fifty p's. That's right. That would be more than sufficient, and, mm-hmm. and called him on the landline. Even for an international call, that would be sufficient. Well, that's right, because he doesn't live in the UK anymore, of course. He's, he's moved to the Soviet Union. And I said, Tom, I said, Tom, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Ah. And Tom said, well, tell me the good news first. And I said, well, Tom, the good news is the show's coming back. And I said, the bad news is nobody wants you. Ah. But he said, that's fine, because he's actually busy today because we're recording on Labour Live. Oh, yes, it's Labour Live. It's happening today, isn't it? All that's the kids nice. are going. Yeah. Yes, all the socialists... I'm terribly worried about this, though. That's right. But we do have something to compensate our listeners for, don't we? Ah, because well, the absence of, of Tom Bailey. The absence of Tom Bailey is, is a body blow for some mm. of us. Yatesy will be uh, switching off at this point, I think. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, Jason, but, you know, so things do change, and we're going into a bold new era now, you know, mm. which is for the many, not the few. Yes. And what we have is a replacement for Tom. We found our new Tom. Mm. And would you like to introduce our new cast member to Doctor Who and the Complete Menagerie, Greg? Well, I think he, she, they, it... Should introduce themselves. Oh, it's he. Yeah. Ah. You may recognise that voice, listeners, for it is. Well, well apparently it's Buddy Windrush. Ah! Buddy Windrush to you, but known to us as Charlie Heppensall, drummer for Red Right Revival. Is that right? Or Red Right... What, what's the name of the band, Charlie? It was close. It was Red Light Revival. Ah, ah yes. Leeds uh, rock band. Yeah. yeah, so you have quite a good, uh, I would say, sort of West Coast sound. So there's mm. a bit of, bit of Americana going That's on. very kind. Yeah, touch, that, of the, touch of the eagles about you. That's kind of the intention, yeah. Mm. It's 
classic 70s American rock type stuff. So yeah, the Eagles fits into that category. Yeah. Listen to it. Listen to a bit of your shit. Pretty mm. good. Pretty good shit, I'd say. That's good shit. Yeah. 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 It's very enjoyable. There's a touch of like the Malcolm Clark. Uh, to some of his numbers, um, farting moves. Yeah, yoga. It's great. I, I recently saw the band actually, and, mm. and uh, made a, a little review. Bless and you. They were playing leads, and they were supporting a, an act called Apollo Junction. Correct. And it's a very small world because the uh, keyboard player of Apollo Junction, uh, yeah, veritable Dudley Simpson of his time, oh, yes. I was in a band with. Really? Isn't it a small world? It's a small it's world. Yeah. It's very exciting. So, Brian Cox, he, he used to play the, uh, the the keyboard, didn't he? Not the actor. The physicist. Oh, the physicist chap. Yes. For um, D. Ream, you know, things can yeah. only get better. Right. Oh, yes, that was used as the Labour launch, wasn't it, in 97? Yes, Things can only get better. Yes, yes. Right. yes. It's a different time, though. That was when Labour were electable. <laughs> <laughs> It's a pleasure to have you in the cab, Charlie. Yes, welcome. Filling a large hole. I am. He is. Yeah. Have you ever filled a large hole before? <laughs> uh, I've filled two large holes before. Yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting because Charlie has been orbiting the podcast, you know, actually since day one. A bit like Freddie Mercury and Smile in the 70s. Smile was the band which eventually became Queen and they had their own lead singer. And I, in the wings there was little Freddie Mercury watching going, I'll lift that for you. Do you know, maybe I could do a little mm. number here. And five years later he was the main man. So I think we need mm. to be careful. Do you, do you guys like this? Yes, I had to say it to Sam, you know, that, yeah. get rid of Tom. I can do a much better job than he. <laughs> and here I am. Well, and Tom's but, yeah, gone. I mean, you know, we are, we are, of course, a Freddie Mercury podcast who occasionally mention classic Doctor Who, don't we? You shut up. You keep out of this. That's right. We, we sometimes touch on Doctor Roger Who. Roger Moore. Roger Moore is a staple diet of our podcast. Mm. If you're fans of Roger Moore, mm. you have got the right opinion. Well yeah. done. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a lovely thing to have Charlie on the podcast. Uh, and Tom will be in and out, I think, in the future. He's not by means gone. He, there's other, yes. other opportunities for him to drop in. So he, he, we, we did offer a Harpo Marx wig to, <laughs> to come back and film the regeneration sequence. But uh, anyway, he's at Labour Live, which... Uh, we, we, as a, we believe it's going to be a bit like an inverse TARDIS today. I mean, if, if we hadn't been recording this podcast today, you know, see, I would have definitely gone to this socialist wankathon. <laughs> right up my street. <laughs> Is it on telly? Is it being broadcast? Well, I hope so. Can we catch the highlights later on today? So we can piss ourselves laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if that's your shtick, that's great. We're not, we're not condemning anybody that supports the Labour Party whatsoever. It's absolutely fine. Just remember but there are other parties to vote for as well. All right. <laughs> so, before we get any further, I think it's important that we uh, get to know Charlie a little bit more. Who is Charlie? Who is Charlie Heppenstall? Mm. And for that, we have a special IF. Rather, you said special IF. I wondered if it was a special IF. IF stands for index file. <laughs> Probe you. Is that all right? You no, we're a good probing. Not the mind probe. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of mind. 
So, name? Uh, Charles Heppenstall. Profession? Uh, legal Beagle. Subject area? Uh, season 22. What colour is John Pertwee's jacket in Colony in Space? Uh, black. Yes, navy blue, very black, very dark. Name the actress who played Leela. <laughs> what, really? Yeah. <laughs> Louise Jameson. Correct, it's Louise Jameson. Which former producer of Doctor Who died on 23rd of August, 1991? Graham Williams. No. Also produced Alan Bennett's Talking Heads. Pass. Innes Lloyd. Which Frontiers actor had a leading part in television's The O'Neill Line? Peter Gilmore. Correct. In which BBC drama would you hear the phrase, Get me Pendleton! <laughs> Edge of Darkness. <laughs> Correct. The Moon Base, The Time Warrior, Horror of Fang Rock, Full Circle. Which actor appears in all of them? Alan Rowe. Correct. Who directed City of Death? Michael... something. Hayes. Yes. Correct. Cool. Uh, in Genesis of the Daleks... Elizabeth Sladen is packing the nose cone of the rocket with an explosive when a Khalid warns her of a disease which will kill her and the slave workers after exposure to the explosive. What is the name of the disease? Dystronic toxemia. Correct. Name the disco-cladded West End star who played Commander Sharrell in Destiny of the Daleks. Peter Strager. Excellent. What was the name of the aborted 1993 Doctor Who special which was to feature Tom Baker, John Pertwee and television's Peter Davidson? Uh, uh, the off-white dimension. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm afraid that's incorrect. It's Doctor Who in the dark Doctor dimension. Doctor Who in the dark dimension. I will not accept that. Mm. How many hemispheres does a Dalek have? 48, 56 or 64? Christ. Um, the middle one. Yes. 56, correct. Well done. Name the secret arm of the British military which acted as a predecessor to unit. Ooh, that's a t tough one. Um, pass. It's the Intrusion Countermeasures Group, or ICMG. According to Prime Computers, how long is Doctor Who's scarf? I don't know. It's 7.013 metres, exclusive of loose threads. That's not fair. Ridiculously <laughs> <laughs> difficult. <laughs> what or whom connects Dark Invasion of Earth, Thunderbirds and Peppa Pig? Uh, David Graham. Correct. What was the last Doctor Who novelisation penned by Terry Dix? Ambassadors of Death. The Mysterious Planet. I can see it now in my mind's eye is a menagerie catchphrase. But who said it? And what was she talking about? Uh, Mary Shitehouse, and she was talking about uh, Deadly Assassin. Particularly... Tom Baker being drowned by Bernard Horsfall. That's correct. It's close enough, but what we really wanted to hear was Doctor Who drowning. <laughs> You're finished, Doctor! <laughs> finished! <laughs> Uh, Peter Davidson and Salatine had previously starred together on which televisual situation comedy? Sink or Swim. Correct. What is the name of Roger Moore's 2008 autobiography? My word is my bond. Correct. Good. On which island did John Petwee have his holiday home? Mm, uh, was I a beef? It was. Yeah. Correct. Which Hammer film was Patrick Trout... I've started, so I'll finish. Which Hammer film was Patrick Troughton working on when we received the call to play Doctor Who in 1966? Ooh, right. Now, you see, I would have said The Scars of Dracula, but that was 1971. Mm. It may be too late, the <laughs> broth! <laughs> uh, but, so, uh, it wasn't that one, and his other one was... Uh, was it The Gorgon? No, I'm afraid not. The answer was The Viking Queen. Is 
was a bit pathetic, wasn't it? We didn't really keep score, but I, I, I crossed out three that were wrong. We could go through them, but I'm not sure I can be bothered. We'll give him 15. Does that sound about right? I'll settle for that. Okay. okay. Well, round two is getting to know Charlie. So we're going to fire some questions at you and see what you think. Your earliest memory of Doctor Who? Uh, now, this is kind of topical because it's um, Revenge of the Cybermen, episode oh. one. Ah. It's the bit where, um, is it Warner, the guy with the moustache, is attacked by the Cybermen. I saw it at the time. I was two and a half, and I remember it clearly. Can you see it now? In my mind's eye, I can see it right now. And I remember that happening, and then the to, the to and throwing afterwards, going from room to room, trying to work out who wanted to kill him. Uh, I remember that very, very clearly. So that's my first memory. But after that, there's a big gap, and oh. the next one is probably Robots of Death. If you had to change your name, and you had the options between Terry, Nigel, Clive, or Malcolm, which one would you go for? Oh, definitely Clive. Okay, yeah, good. There's lots of good Clive. <laughs> Your favourite Doctor Who story? Um, well, it depends what day of the week we're talking about, um, but usually Inferno. Ah. Favourite Hitchcock movie? Um, Psycho. Bourbon or custard cream? Uh, bourbon, definitely. Tea or coffee? Uh, coffee, black, no mm. sugar. Ah. Favourite Roger Moore Bond film? Uh, Live and Let Die. Good choice. Indian or Chinese? Indian. Worst fashion decision. I used to wear this shirt back in the 80s. It was kind of... Do you remember the uh, Commodore 64 computer? I and do. The loading screen was kind yes. of like a, sort of a, a, kind of a crazy paving in different colours. I had a shirt like that. And because it was kind of multicoloured, a bit like Colin Baker's mm. costume, it was something I would wear quite a lot. Right. And that was pretty shocking, so I'd probably say that. Mm. Did people sort of think they were getting a migraine yes they were sitting it was that kind of thing the sort of thing which you couldn't wear on telly because it would like strove really badly um favourite holiday destination ooh uh Port Marion oh Terminus or Fort Doomsday ooh that's a hard one uh probably Fort Doomsday because it's the one that I'll I've seen more recently hmm I don't wish I could sit through Terminus again <laughs> Have you ever shouted bye-bye Duggan at the Eiffel Tower? Yes, I did. Excellent. I went to the top of the Eiffel Tower with my then-girlfriend and we did the whole <gasps> bouquet uh, dialogue thing. She, she was very um, understanding, <laughs> like my, my ex. So we did the whole routine just to please me. Right. Did you buy a postcard of the Mona Lisa? Uh, I didn't do that, no. Oh. Philip Hinchliffe, John Nathan Turner, in his Lloyd... Mm. Snog Mario Void. Oh, I like it. <laughs> um, ooh, uh, marry marry Hinchcliffe because he's very dependable. Um, <laughs> Hinchcliffe is dependable. I like yeah, that. Okay. Because he gets through most difficulties. Um, snog. Well, it'd have to be in his life. <laughs> You heard it here first, listeners. Charlie has this over willing me. I've had some and I knew he'd do all kinds of horrible things to my <laughs> I'd need a solid, solid brass <laughs> Entered his office. That minds encourage him. Entries what? Oh, office, sir. <laughs> Good God. Uh, moving swiftly on. Lil or McCulloch? In the context of survivors, or yes. generally? No, yes, survivors. Oh, McCulloch, definitely. Good grief. Keth McCulloch? Yes. Or Kerry Blyton? Oh, Keth McCulloch. Oh, ooh, again, a very difficult one. Um, I, have, I think I'd have to say McCulloch. 
um, although I'm down on Kef, but Kerry Blight is just too out there for me. Mm. Big fan of the McCullochs, that's what we're getting. Yeah. Um, Favourite Simon McCorkindale role? Um, oh, Beasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, darling. <laughs> oh, come on, darling. <laughs> come on, darling. Yeah. Favourite disaster movie? Uh, oh, well, that, uh, that is, we discussed this before, haven't we, in the pub? Uh, it's The Big Bus. Ah, oh, I love The Big Bus. I've not seen it. It's, it's a comedy, isn't it's it? It's a bit like Airplane, it's a piss take, but it's ah. a great film. Are they all in it? Uh, they're all in it, yes. There's one scene in the, uh, the um, cocktail lounge where there's a guy playing the piano. It's Murph from The Blues Brothers. And, and the guy's having a, a cocktail by the bar, and he says, uh, you know what, I've, I got six months to live. You know, and the guy goes, ah! That's a good one. Six months to live. <laughs> That's the highlight for me. But it's, it's a good film, but it's 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 not broadcast, not shown on TV that often these days. Can you get it on VHS? For a while it was on BBC Two all the time, but now it's kind of a bit more, um, it's a bit scarce. Favourite season 18 story? State of Decay. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Because it's just, um, it has a certain amount of, uh, clout, I think. Uh, it has weight where the others kind of can appear a little bit. Um, they say fair. Thanks. That'll do. Yeah, that's, mm. a good, that's a good way of putting it. Um, mm. And it's got some good actors in it. Yes. Like um, the chap uh, who pops up later in uh, Terror of the Vervois, doesn't he? Arthur yes. Hewlett. That's right, yes. Yes. But the guy goes. <laughs> 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 Camera's really in his yeah. face as well, isn't it? So yeah, it's a yeah. wonderful shot. It's like millimetres from the lens. It's almost his nose would touch the glass. <laughs> nice one. That's another classic Chris Clough, isn't it? I think he was told, yeah, just sort of, sort of sink to your, to your knees, Arthur. Mm. Like, what? With my knees? It'll take about half an hour. <laughs> I bet there was a sort of a safety blanket and boxes beneath. <laughs> just to, you know, you've got to break this fragile elderly character. Out. And I, I think <laughs> State of Decay is also good because it's got. Um, Tom and Lala having a Barney, uh, and that always meant that Tom would dial down the performance and give a, a, a more sombre yeah, um, uh, kind of uh, presentation to the Doctor, which is always good. Uh, Confair Horror Fang Rock, mm. he was pissed off, and yeah. um, because of that, he was really underplaying it, which makes it much better performance. Yeah. Understated Tom, absolutely yeah, great, isn't it? Always good. Yeah. The guy who played the the young vampire in State of Decay, he, he died very young. Mm. Yes, that's right, you did. Yeah. Favourite Queen number? Ooh. Again, like Doctor Who, that kind of changes every day. Mm. Um, at the moment, it's usually Save Me. I think Save Me is a work of art. It really is a perfect, perfect Queen song. Beautiful piece of work. Mm. Everything is working as it should do. It's Brian May just yep. making it seem so effortless, but making it at the same time so wonderful. And Freddie's performance vocally is, is mm. second to none. A live version of, of that around 81 is just knockout. It started off so well. We said we made a perfect plan. I clothed myself in your glory and love. How I loved you, how I cried. Years of care. But a sham it seems These blind we live I, I love you till I die 
that's like ever safe me, yeah. So May wrote that one, didn't you? It was a May track, yeah. Mm. Theresa May. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Specialist subject, season 22. Which knighted actor and original director of the National Theatre was considered for the part of the mutant in the revelation of the Dalek? Larry. Correct. There is a second part to the question, which Ooh. is, who played the mutant, and in which situation comedy title sequence did he appear in? Mm, that's Arthur Dingy from Robot, isn't it? Oh. Mm, no. No, it's not. There's the mutant, the, Sten the Stengos mutant. The one that rolls around in the snow with well, Colin I don't Baker. think that that was the mutant that they had in mind. I think uh, they were having to put in a Dalek. When they say mutant, I think they meant the Stengos Dalek uh, mutant. Because he couldn't have Lance, Lance Olivier running about in the snow. I've often thought that. No, he was quite elderly at the time. That's, that's my understanding of it. He died. There were two mutants. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. Well, there we go. This is why we got, we got you on the podcast. Better knowledge. <clears throat> Better Touch knowledge. Taste the fucking detail. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, it was Stengos um, mutant. And I think that it was it was a guy who played Jellico in Robot, whose name escapes me at the moment. Alec Linstead. Alec Linstead. I think it was him. Ah. Maurice Colburn reprised his role as Lytton in Attack of the Cybermen. What month and year did he die, and in which country? I don't know. It was in. Was it in the sea? No. Off the coast of some country. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, well, do you know what what time it was when you died? No. Only <laughs> after. Okay. It, what, was it eighty seven? <laughs> Close enough. It, it, was, it was August eighty nine, yeah. and it was in France. Oh, thank you. Who played Quillam in Vengeance on Veyros? Um, that was Nicholas Chagrin. Correct. Who composed the incidental music for Ventures on Virus and Mark of the Rani? I don't know. Pass. Sorry. Jonathan Gibbs. Thank you. One of the Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely nice teeth. Thing. Lovely teeth. And hair. Yes. Well, one teeth of, and one hair. Of them, one of them had good hair. Yeah. One of them less. Teeth and curls. Yeah. Doctor Who, as played by Patrick Troughton in The Two Doctors, tells Dostari that the Time Lords are worried about the experiments of which two scientists? Kurtz and Reimer. Correct. Name the actor who played Gazak in Time Lash, who went on to appear in British TV movies of the 1990s. Um, Macintosh. Yes. That's good. Stephen Macintosh. Steve Macintosh. Which actor, who had appeared in The Mind of Evil and The Power of Kroll, and the first episode of Keep It in the Family, and often played heavies, died between episodes of Mark of the Rani being broadcast... Neil McCarthy. Correct! Which British inventor is depicted in Doctor Who and the Mark of the Rani? Stevenson. Correct. Stephen Yardley, Morris Colburn and Kate O'Mara, all, as well as season 22, appeared together in which smash hit BBC 1980 serial about rich people on boats? Howard's Way. Correct. Doctor Who is also played by Gareth Jenkins in a special episode of Jim Will Fix It. <laughs> Celebrated children's entertainer Sir Jimmy Savile invites Colin Baker to fix a Jim Will Fix It badge over Jenkins' bumps and asks if he's passed the test. How does Colin Baker respond? What prop is Jenkins gifted? Um, he says, with flying colours, and he's given a meson blaster from the two doctors. Oh, well done. Yes, there are only two wrong there, I think. Yeah, so that was uh, eight out of ten for your specialist subject. Thanks very Congratulations, much. Charlie. Very I think much. you've passed the test. I think we can keep you. Don't mind if I do. Lovely to have you in the cab. Lovely to have you in the cab.
since our last broadcast, there's been quite a lot of things going on, um, and we've lost quite a few stars from the, the mm. Doctor Who canon, haven't we, Greg? Some of the stars have fallen from the sky. We're, we're, they've died. That's what we're <laughs> They're dead now. So who was the first one that we'd like to talk about? <laughs> Leslie Grantham had sadly passed away. Yes. He was He was um, Lou Jameson who got his career going, wasn't it, and got, got him a part in Doctor Who. That's right. And off the back of that, Matthew Robinson, who directed Resurrection of the Daleks, gave him a cast him as um, Dirty Den, which was uh, probably his signature part in EastEnders. He, um, he'd starred in a terrible sitcom in the early 90s called Babes in the Wood with Denise Van Elton, which was on oh. ITV. Can you imagine Good Lord. It's been forgotten. It's no keep it in the family. I've known no, you that no, much. I bet not. Oh, on, on that note, uh, it's come to me now. My favourite sitcom is On the Buses. <laughs> <laughs> With visitation star Michael Robbins. Indeed. Well, they only made about 18 seasons of that, didn't they? <laughs> well, that was Leslie Grantham. Uh, we also lost Graham Strong, who I'd like to mention. And not many people know who Graham Strong is. Do you know who Graham Strong Centre is? Centre forward for Manchester United in the 60s. <coughs> uh, no. I do. Charlie. Yes, I know him very well. Well, I don't know him, but I know who he is. Graham Strong was the, uh, the chap we have to thank for the soundtracks of the 60s uh, missing episodes. Oh. He, he managed, after Marco Polo onwards, to connect his... Um, his gubbings into his TV directly ah. able to record all the soundtracks the audios from all the stories that are missing so it was him and I think another guy did, did the same thing at around the same time ah so there was no background noise nothing yes that's right it was so, a direct theme a line recording and often those recordings that Graham archived um, are actually of a higher standard for existing stories which exist on film recordings mm. so he's responsible not just for salvaging all the missing content helping us to restore Doctor Who on DVD to it so it sounds so much clearer than what we ever had mm. in the 90s on VHS and he passed away fairly recently so we have Graham Strong to thank uh, being one of the great fans of Doctor Who I remember having to see uh, having to go to a forced to go to a friend's birthday party during Trial of a Time Lord and I missed episode uh Four, I think he was. What a rotter. And, um, yeah, had to wait until VHS years later. So imagine I'd been Graham Strong. I would have had to miss that episode. <laughs> we wouldn't have it. Imagine that. Dedication. Yeah, that's mm. uh, amazing dedication. And before he died, he, he bequeathed his tapes to Mark, Mark Ayres for mm. future mm. projects, whatever those may be. Yeah. So, uh, uh, goodbye, Graham. Who else is, has died who'd never died before? Uh, quite a few. I mean, I was very, very sad. Um... Peter Miles, he was in quite a few Doctor Who's, wasn't he? Yes, I met Peter Miles. You worked with him, didn't you? Yes, I was on stage with Peter Miles in the uh, in, uh, Trial of Davros, which I think is about probably about 12 years ago now. I was walking to meet uh, Greg in the West End, in the Coach and Horses, and I was on the phone to Greg, because Greg was like, I'm here, I've got a drink in, what do you want, what do you want, I'm at the bar, what do you want? And... I was, I was. I'm just trying. I'm just crossing over now. I'm just crossing over now. I was. I was down in the theatre district and walking towards me. You know, you do that kind of like chicken, left, right, left, right. When someone's heading towards you on a crossing. Yes. I played chicken with Peter Miles. Hey. <laughs> and I said, I've just walked into Peter Miles, and he just turned and he gave me a very simpering look, just like glowering. <laughs> it wasn't the time in the middle of the road for me to pull out a notepad and said, Peter Miles, could you sign this for me? But it was an amazing moment. It was very exciting. 
excited. To do the lunch. That's that's lovely. The last time I saw him, but I had it. I was second. surprised he was still in his seventies. Actually, I thought he was about ninety. He always yeah. seemed sort of older than he was. Wasn't yeah. He? So I was yeah, yeah. surprised he went relatively young. He gave me an autograph. My my again my ex, the ex who we, uh, we uh, I did the routine. Uh, with at the top of the Eiffel Tower, was in a show with him back in nineteen ninety nine or something. It must have been. And she got me an autograph, mm. from him and he signed it to Charlie. Happy Christmas, Peter Miles. This is in June. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. Homosexual, of course. Hey, hey, hey! Yes. Sir. As was um, Peter Wingard. I like it. Oh, nice segue. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> Yes, we, we lost Petunia Winegum, as he was known, or the major, uh, mm. in, in close circles. Worked with everyone. He was a major star, wasn't he? He was. Flash Gordon, Queen. All right. Oh. <laughs> David Fisher is dead, since Greg mentioned him at the end of last season. He's gone. Yeah, killed him off as well, didn't Thanks, he? Greg. Mm. Continuing the theme of res- uh, Resurrection of the Daleks, these guys aren't coming back. Rodney Buse is gone. Uh, sad mm. Buse news. Yorkshire. Uh, was he? From Bingley, I think. Um, Keith Barron. Uh, yeah, another one. Another classic really Yorkshire lad. Was, was he from Yorkshire? I think he was Yorkshire. He was Yorkshire. He certainly sounded it, didn't he? He was in Duty Free. That was a good situation. You could have named Duty Free as your thing. That's on the list. Yeah, YTV. Mm. Yorkshire TV production. I saw him in a stage production of that probably about two or three years ago. He made no mention of the fact he was going to die soon. No, it was just very remiss. Jeremy Wilkin. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, who also, as well as being in Doctor Who, was in a number of Jerry Anderson serials. UFO, Greg, which you've been watching recently, haven't you? Yes. He's the blonde boy in that one. They're all dead from that. Oh, oh, George yeah. Sewell, yeah. Ed Bishop. Uh, what's the What's the good-looking lad? Michael Billington. Yes, he he died within a week of Ed Straker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, S- passing that's away. That's spooky. Now, doesn't he wear? Doesn't uh, Jeremy Wilkin wear a kind of like a sea devil's type string vest? Yes, he, he does. does doesn't he? <laughs> he does. <laughs> and it's only a few years later when he's in um, uh, Revenge of the Cybermen, and he's put some timber on, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's really let himself go. Um, I thought he looked much better in Thunderbirds when he was voicing um, <laughs> Virgil. <laughs> yes. He, he was also in Undermined as a, a kid. TV show. He was Undermined. Um, with Rosemary Nichols in Undermined, which was written by Robert Banks Stewart, who's mm-hmm. another person that I killed. Kid, oh, I know him from The New Avengers. There was two episodes he was uh, in. He was in House of Cards, which is one of my favourites, and also mm-hmm. I think okay, Medium Rare. Was good in that. And he, he wouldn't allow uh, Medium Rare to be broadcast or repeated while he was alive. Oh, why? I think it was because he didn't think he was up to scratch in terms of the his performance, so that was embargo until mm. until now. Now he's died. They, they can they can show it again. Did he did he used to avoid steakhouses in case anyone said had it medium rare and it triggered him? <laughs> <laughs> similar to didn't this lady do a similar thing with the Santaran experiment that she wouldn't allow did that she? to be really? repeated because of her performance? I'm pretty sure. Is that, that true? I think it was. I, I don't think she Well, I did hear that. Yes. I can think of worse performances mm. than this lady's given in Doctor Who. She's very patchy, bless her, but, you know. Mm. Anybody else died, Greg? Well, there was a big one, wasn't there? The last, the last great icon of entertainment of that particular era, Sir Ken Dodd. Happiness, happiness, the greatest gift that I possess. I thank the Lord that I've been blessed with more than my share of happiness. Yeah, 
Yes. How tickled he was. Mm. It's very sad because I booked to see Ken Dodd in May. Mm. Um, and uh, he was coming to the Grand Theatre. It was all going well. He seemed to be recovering from his pneumonia. And mm. he was no sooner back home than he passed away. I think they let him go home to die, though. I mean, if you've got pneumonia at 90, it's... Uh... The house he was born in. Yeah. Right. Oh, really? Born, lived and died in the same house in Nottingham. Nottingham. Yeah. Yeah. His whole life. I think he was a legend a lot of time for Kendall. I love his singing voice. I love yeah. his style of humour. He's easily the best thing in season 24. Mm. Uh, and he's, it's a shame he gets killed off in the first few scenes. Yeah. It's very sad when he dies, though, isn't it? Yeah. Killed off by uh, Don Henderson. Does it quite well, I think. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He gives good performance, doesn't it? Yeah. And he said off, off screen that he was out living the whole time and he's getting the pensioners on the bus and stuff like that. Oh, come on, madam. Oh, I am. <laughs> and all that. <laughs> Have you seen um, on YouTube the, the chap taking off um, Ken Dodd and Freddie Mercury? Yes. At the same time. Yeah. That's very, very funny. <laughs> oh, did you enjoy that, young Freddie? Oh, did you, did you enjoy that? What about you, Mrs? Oh. <laughs> you, look, it's great. It's, it's better than my impression. <laughs> I've been blessed with more than my share of happiness. Oh, happiness. The greatest gift that I possess I thank the Lord that I've been blessed With more than my share of happiness I got more than my share of happiness So we're coming to the end of this uh, little uh, preview of what's to come in this new season of Doctor Who and The Complete Menagerie. Yes, uh, what do we have coming up? One of the greatest guest artists mm. of, of Doctor Who all time and probably one of those rewarding stars who contributed to fan culture immensely coming up in the season. Mm. Rob, Worked throughout a particular era of Doctor Who as well. Arguably Lots one of, of the best. Doctors. Mm. Indeed. Mm. We are also touching on some classic stories again. We're going to be revisiting of our own Doctor Who memories and also reviewing some new content and seeing it with fresh eyes. So here's a little preview of what's to come in Season 4 of Doctor Who and The Complete Menagerie. Almost. Can anyone hear me? Hello, can anyone hear me? My skyscraper! So, this is our new format, so it's the same as the old fat format, it's just shorter. The old, so, fat, the old fat format? What was the old fat the, format? The old fat... Oh, shush. <laughs> You're already adopting the Tom. I know. <laughs> you, you, you should publish that research. Cook your life! <laughs> oh, Spiderman, a wonderful analogy of communism gone wrong. Communism gone right, I would say. <laughs> Kerrang! was one of them. <laughs> later a music magazine. I've got them down here. There's, there's, there's Crail, Talon... Shav, Jarl, Crag, Gurn, I was thinking about Cybermen the other day when I was in the bath, and I thought, mm. do you know, really worried Jewish character actor, loved him. Uh, you get all the references, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're podcasters. It's only 80s Doctor Who we talk about. Oh, I not that new shit. You've got it. Well, that 
that's taken care of the Cybermen. <laughs> it's a broader church for us now. We're going to talk about things you've never spoken about before, such as Survivors. Edge of Dark Queen. Like so. Doctor Who. The Avengers. I, Claudius. Hey! Oh, all that and more in the next series of Doctor Who and The Complete Menagerie. Almost. Wow, I recognise that. Yeah, it's a f- f- familiar <laughs> face. I know that object. <laughs> if you enjoyed listening to that twaddle, you can follow us on Twitter at DW Menagerie. That's at DW Menagerie, and we'll be tweeting various photographs of our inside leg measurements and that sort of thing. Doctor Who is copyright of the BBC. No infringements on copyright are intended. Support Doctor Who by purchasing DVDs and CDs and all other media from the BBC. Any comments made by the complete menagerie, <laughs> almost, are all our own. You've been listening to a sixth floor production. <laughs>